0: Resentment can be one of those recovery killers. Sometimes we, in the lesson of powerless, we hear that serenity robber. Resentment can be one of those serenity robbers, but it really is deeper than that. It can truly rob us, kill our recovery journey, and keep us from moving forward. And it's really a hard thing because anger is one of those God-given emotions, but when we don't deal with it, it can keep us stuck and today we're going to talk about that today we're talking about resentment welcome to hope in recovery a fellowship celebrate recovery podcast that shares hope and healing for our mental spiritual emotional and even our relational journey through life change stories and recovery topics all centered on the Beatitudes and the Celebrate Recovery Principles where Jesus, through the Beatitudes, tells us how to live happy in spite of our hurts, hang-ups, habits, and broken relationships so that we can find healing and walk in the newness of life as He promises, as He died for us to live and experience in our life. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the ministry leader of Fellowship Roger Celebrate Recovery, and so good to be here with you today. Hey, as always, thanks for sharing this podcast and giving us high rating. It helps us to reach more people. We're kind of blown away at the number of you that are, the number of plays we're getting on this and the exposure uh, even to other states and and uh, countries for that matter, and so thanks for helping us with that. But hey, I've got a, a great uh, and hard topic. This uh, topic of resentment uh, can be a little bit confusing because it is a God given emotion, and and I think what's tricky about it is when we don't uh, understand how to honor and and organize the anger, then it can quickly spill into this place of resentment. So we're, today we're going to talk about that a little bit. And I have a very familiar guest with me today. Andy Petrie is the ministry leader at Fellowship We'll Celebrate Recovery. Welcome,
1: Andy. Hey, y'all. So glad to be here. Hey, I am a grateful believer in Jesus. I struggle with anxiety and depression and sexual addiction. And my name is Andy.
0: Hey, Andy. Hey. So Andy, um, we're talking about resentment and just trying to understand when does when when does that resentment start to rear its ugly head and start that process of that slippery slope of killing our recovery? What's that look like?
1: Yeah, that's good, man. You know, uh, this whole topic of resentment, uh, I remember early on in my recovery, I was sitting in a group and and I heard a guy say once. He said, "Man, you know, resentment is one of the number one offenders to relapse." Mm. And I was like, "Man, that uh that hits hard.
0: Get your attention.
1: Yeah, it does. Uh, and so, like, r- resentment—it's—it's such a such a tricky thing. And I think for me, even in my journey r- recently, realizing that uh, I've been dealing with a lot of resentment over the past couple of years, I didn't mm. realize how much stepping out of this COVID season uh, really uh, damaged uh, some of my relationships and some of the wounds that I picked up. And you know anger is, is one of those god-given emotions that we have yeah but for me as as i endured pain as i endured uh, wounds from other people that i was close with uh, i i didn't address those wounds properly mm. and it allowed those wounds to fester in that that anger that came with it that frustration that came from the initial wound that it even happened uh, when I don't deal with that, it yeah. builds up, and I can carry that wound and and end up kind of reprosecuting that situation and that person again and again and again. And yeah, man, that that takes me to a dark place.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it 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 takes us to the inability to act responsibly, right? And so we we begin to use it as a weapon, right? And James one nineteen twenty reminds us that we can't accomplish righteousness. Through anger, yeah, and so using it as a weapon, it's it's knowing it's a God given emotion, and when we have been offended against, that there is a natural um, response of pain and fear, and we can find ourselves in this place of trying to talk about playing God, right? We begin to yeah. play God with trying to. Uh, attack the person to seek justice and healing yeah. on our own terms. And then ultimately that never works because they don't get, we don't get the response that we want. So what does it do? It grows the anger, it grows the pain, the fear, and then we're in this nasty cycle, aren't we?
1: Yeah. And you know, I love what you just said there. You know, we, in our anger, we are seeking to find justice and righteousness on our own terms. And, uh, you know, it's so funny because, you know, I've said many, many times in celebrate recovery that my own understanding is what led me to needing recovery in the first place. And so it's so funny how quickly whenever I experience, uh, wounds and pain and it's never fun to be wounded or hurt. and, And oftentimes when I'm wounded or hurt, uh, I get angry because anger, part of anger can be that it's a rise against an injustice that we have in our life. And Mm. I know, uh, when I'm, when I'm wounded, I want people to see that I've been wounded Yeah. and that anger. I, I know that we've, we've talked about it. Anger is information. It's information that there's something that's important to me and something that I'm trying to get across. I, I want to be heard. Right. And when I'm not heard and when that wound isn't seen, mm. uh, man, it, it just, it just festers and grows.
0: Yeah. So I know, I know you have little ones. I don't have little ones anymore. I've got grandkids now and I can see this play out in, in their life now, but just thinking about your son, especially, but even, yeah. even your daughter, right? when, when they're trying to communicate something, maybe it's pain, um, a need and they can't get you to understand what, what do you see from your kids in that experience?
1: Oh yeah. Well, what's, (laughs) what's funny is when, you know, they're, they're trying to get my attention and they're doing, they're doing it the best that they can. And so I think a Hudson, my, my 11 month old, it's crazy to think that, but he's my 11 month old, and when he wants something, he is screaming, he is crying, he is trying to get my attention. And when I am trying to give him what I think he needs, and I'm not, I'm not batting a thousand on on <laughs> guessing that, he he just gets louder, he, he gets get more upset, he's trying to get my attention even more. No, yeah. this isn't it. Uh, and and it's just it's it's funny that cycle continues until until i actually understand what he needs and what he's asking for
0: and that's the cool thing i mean that that analogy kind of plays over in our recovery what we're trying to do is understand when we when we think of that take my thoughts captive it can feel like we're just saying just stop it you know stop being angry but actually it's a little bit more loving than that it's saying hey what are you feeling and how is that connected to what you're thinking yeah right? And, and is that right? And let's pay attention to that. The the signal on the dashboard is trying to get my attention right now and trying to organize that and say, what just happened? And I'm, I've, I have pain and fear going on and anger's trying to tell me that there's something underneath the surface that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Pop the hood, check the oil, what's going on? Because if I don't, I'm going to run the engine. It's going to lock up eventually, because it's not getting what it needs
1: in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so important to listen to the signals that our body is giving us, Mm -hmm. that our body, that our heart, that our mind is giving us. And, you know, one of the reasons why I ended up in recovery and I ran to so many different things is because I ignored the signals that my body was giving me. I had no idea how to deal Mm -hmm. with the any sort of emotions, and I hesitate to use the word negative emotions. I don't. I don't think emotions are negative. They're a God given gift. But what we can do with our emotions can be really negative. Mm. And so, with resentment, when I'm wounded and I've I've got I've had an injustice done against me, mm. it is the right thing to want to feel hurt in that. Yeah. But when I try to uh, ignore what my body's telling me it builds up until it has to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, or I can end up taking those things to the wrong place. And I think that's one of the reasons why resentment is such a huge recovery killer is because it's so, uh, it's so subtle in the way that it builds. And I think I've seen that in, in my story recently, uh, it was probably around uh, last summer, maybe around this time last year, that I started noticing some things popping up, talking about those signals and those symptoms. I started notice me going, man, why did I flip out on the dog so bad there? Mm. Why is it so hard for me to where'd catch? Where'd that come from? Yeah, where'd that, catch- <laughs> where'd that come from? I'm, I'm having such a hard time catching my wife. And man, why am I getting just as mad at this uh, cheese stick wrapper as my toddler is, as <laughs> she's trying <laughs> yeah. to open it you know and uh you know it, it's interesting I as I think about how it built up is oftentimes resentment and I've seen this true in my life especially recently is there can be a giant wound that happens hmm. that somebody hurts us really badly and that giant event is the source of a lot of resentment yeah for me it was a lot of they were they were they were hurtful things that happened, but they weren't so harmful that they stopped my life immediately. Yeah, They were wounding things that hurt me and then I moved forward. And I think about, uh, I think I've shared this with you before. One of the things about us, you know, being connected to people in ministry, in, in I've found this true for me. I don't know if it's true for you, but a lot of people assume that I love helping people move and I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> And I love people, so I want to, I want to help meet them in their spots, but there's a reason why I don't have a pickup truck anymore. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But anytime that I help somebody move, I always hurt myself. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm clumsy, but I'll end up smacking my shin on a, uh, on a hitch to a truck. I'll, I'll end up stubbing my toe on a coffee table. And inevitably I find myself at some point while moving somebody, I'm, I'm holding a couch and I either grab the, the bottom of the couch and I grab a staple on accident, <laughs> or we're trying to push it through a doorway and my hand gets stuck and I look at him and go, no, just push it through. I'll be fine. Let's, let's get this couch on the trailer. And what's funny is I never, it never has it occurred that I pause whenever those pains happened and I go, Hey guys, let's put the boxes down. Hey, I know you're carrying a really giant fridge. Let's, let's put the dolly down. I hit my shin. Can we, can we get some ice for this? Does anybody have some neosporin here? Here? No, I, I feel the pain in the moment yeah, and I make the necessary adjustments so that I can move forward. Yeah. And emotionally, I do that all the time. And when I'm moving somebody, what's funny is two or three days later, I'll wake up in the morning and go, man, is my hand infected? What happened? (laughs) Yeah, And I think resentment oftentimes for me works the same way. Mm. There's a lot of small, medium, they're, they're significant wounds, but they're wounds that, Uh, maybe don't stop me right away and I'm able to feel the pain and kind of adjust so that I can get through it. Mm. But I never go back and look at the impact of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's good. It's really good because it, what we're trying to do back to that, you know, your son analogy, I mean, we're trying to pick, up that part of ourself and saying, Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Tell me why you're hurting. Tell me why there's anger here. You're frustrated. What are the good reasons why you're frustrated? Did something happen? It, you know, and trying to just organize that, because I think that it, when we don't, it produces this bad fruit. Yeah. Right. And then, then we see the resentment and we end up uh, hurting people around us. It's fascinating though, be, because it can kind of become its own addiction. Can it? It really can. We just become addicted to resentment. It just, it's like, ah, uh, this feels good to be angry and resentful. And, um, it's hard to get off of that, that, uh, Ferris wheel. <laughs> well,
1: especially if I know what the other person did to me is wrong. Yeah. There's a thousand things in life that tell me that I'm not doing it right. Hmm. But if somebody has wounded me and I feel like I'm correct and justified in being angry, man, that can be a, an intoxicating feeling that puts us in a really deadly place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's why it becomes a recovery killer. Right. Yeah. Well, I want to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll kind of uh, continue this conversation, but turn the corner on what that looks like to to process that in a healthy way. So stick with us. We'll continue a great conversation with Andy Petrie, the ministry leader of Fellowship will Celebrate Recovery. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, are you looking for a safe place where you can process through what's going on in your life with a group of people who understand and are willing to walk with you in it? Well, we would love to invite you to come and check out Celebrate Recovery. We have it every single Friday night, both at our Fellowship Rogers campus and our Fellowship Fayetteville campus at seven o'clock. And we would love to invite you into a space where healing and hope is possible. So come check us out. We'd love to see you there.
0: welcome back uh, having a great conversation on resentment um, just trying to unpack what it looks like to keep that resentment from owning us and and really losing the ability to respond healthy and uh, be responsible in facing that pain so right before we were going to the break Andy we were talking about just how that can become addictive and just like any addiction and it's a different kind of addiction but at the root of it, it's, it's kind of acknowledging what's going on. Where are you? Where's your heart? And why are we seeing what we're seeing out of you as a way to escape or find protection, defense, whatever. Uh, so what's, let's turn the corner and just kind of, what's that look like to be able to do this in a healthy way?
1: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what it looked like for me, uh, at least as healthy as I could to walk through it with the help of my sponsor and some guys around me. Uh, you know, talking about how resentment can be so driven by anger in a lot of ways. And, uh, there's good reasons why the resentment is there, but that anger comes up as a protection for me. It's that rise against injustice. And oftentimes that is a secondary emotion for me. Uh, I think about a wounded animal, uh, You know, if I saw a mountain, I go backpacking a lot. If I saw a mountain lion that had its foot caught in a trap, I'm not going anywhere near it (laughs) because it's going to rip my face off. It's dangerous. Yeah. And that's oftentimes what my anger, how my anger presents. It's me trying to protect myself because I'm in a wounded state Mm. and I want to honor the anger. Yeah. And so that was the first thing I needed to do was realize that the thing the wounds that I was carrying I was angry about that and mm. that it made sense that it wasn't an irrational thing. Mm. But once once I was able to kind of look under that layer of it, I had to allow myself to see the wound but most importantly to feel it. Yeah. And the thing that, uh, that really kind of broke that open for me was really thinking through uh, the, the beatitude for principle two. Happy are those who mourn, mm. for they shall be comforted. Yeah. See, the pathway to God's comfort and healing oftentimes is through us allowing ourselves to feel what we need to feel.
0: Yeah, mourn it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's to mourn is to acknowledge that there is something, there's a loss, Mm -hmm. there is hopelessness there. I need to acknowledge that. And so when I can acknowledge that, admit that, then the healing process begins, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I like how you said to grieve a loss there. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the things for me is like, some of the resentment that I had were relationships that felt like they were broken or maybe damaged beyond uh, what I felt like I could repair. And so there was a loss of intimacy there and I, I hated that. Yeah. Uh, And so grieving not only the wound and in the hurt I was carrying and what happened, but also grieving the good things that probably weren't going to happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so it reminds me, uh, we had a dog that, that got out of our backyard and got hit. Mm. And the sweetest dog. Um but on one of her legs was pretty badly hurt. And when we approached her when we found her, this sweet little innocent dog that had never snapped or even barked at us um uh, when we went close to her, you know, when you were talking about the tiger in the in the trap kind of thing. Um she snapped at us and what was understandable was there was pain that was, was leading to the anger. Yeah. Right. And that was the only way that she knew how to communicate that. So sometimes we have to just acknowledge that anger may have been your tool to just be heard. Yeah. And, and so now you're, you're, it's the way to keep you alive and the problem with it, is, though, is if we stay in that place, then resentment will kind of eat our lunch. And then, yeah. then we lose all ability to respond healthy and, and be responsible as as husbands or wives or sons, daughters kind of thing.
1: Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that I realized is that if I saw resentment present in my life, it's because there was something unhealed. Mm. And uh, in my resentment all i was doing was was protecting a wound yeah. not letting the healer see my wound mm. and uh, all the time you know i think about you know going back to the you know your dog after it got hit you you're standing over your dog yeah and you see the wound and you're there because you want to help yeah but as long as your dog's nipping at you you can't get in yeah there. right and resentment what's funny is not only do we sometimes it feels like in our resentment and this might feel a little weird to say, and I don't even know if it's accurate, but maybe it feels like we're nipping at God. Mm. Like, no, that's too tender. I don't want you to heal that.
0: Yeah. Or blaming him. Why did you let this happen? Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so knowing that there's good reasons why it's there, I think it's an, it's important just to understand the functions of that, even the root of that being anger. Right. So, we have to kind of lean into, we've been offended again. So what is the event that has happened? We got to acknowledge, we do that in the inventory process, right? And we talk about this and what they did and the, the damage and the effect, but, but so what happened? And then the second part I think is so critical is what do I think about what happened? Yes. That's such a big thing, right? If, if, you did this to me. What, what am I thinking about that? Cause it, it's important to note that I've seen this in my own life that when I think certain things, then it's natural for me to feel something in response to that, right? The, the emotions are responding to what I'm thinking. So what am I thinking about what happened? And then trying to, um, lean in and honor, put into words, what is that just to experience that and, this is what I'm feeling right now. And this is why I'm feeling, this is what I'm thinking about myself, et cetera, et cetera. And what does that place feel like? And then the last part of it is to be able to express how I'm feeling. Yes. And sharing that with a brother in Christ like you, Andy, or going to God or both actually, and just saying, this is what I'm feeling. But to understand why that's there. It's so important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's so key. And that's why we need to get, we need to honor the anger and get under it. Because when I am, when I'm hurting, when I've got a wound that like what I need is I want to be heard. I want connection in that. Yeah. And in order to truly be heard, I need to know what is actually being said? And so because that happened, what does that mean to me? Yeah. What do I feel like that event said about me? What do I feel like this? What at my core am I feeling? Yeah. And being able to finally say, God, this is, this is what's happening. Hmm. And then to bring another person in that with me, it's amazing how much when I know somebody else is with me, when I feel heard, Mm. how much that that allows me to kind of drop my guard. Yeah. You know, in my anger, I'm fighting to be heard, but when somebody hears me, I don't have to fight anymore. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and again, I keep going back to your son, but it's such a very practical example when your son is screaming and he's angry because he's hungry and you're not giving him what he needs. You think, well, you need your pants changed. Yeah. <laughs> when, when he sees, Oh dad gets me, yeah. dad understands me, what does his body do?
1: Whew. Oh, it calms down. Ah,
0: it's like, oh, dad's got me now. And that's the, that really transitions to the parallel of recovery when when we can let God into that. If we could at least consider the possibility of what that would be like to invite God. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> And to invite someone, a trusted brother or a trusted sister for you ladies into that space, And to look across the room and just see, wow, you get me. It's like my nervous system just kind of goes, okay, I'm in a good spot. At least somebody understands. And I'm not crazy, right? Yeah. Because we start, we kind of get hard on ourselves that we feel this resentment. That why am I doing, like you were talking about, why am I responding to the dog this way? Yeah. Why am I barking at my wife this way? And. Where's this coming from? So we kind of get hard on ourselves, Instead of managing the behavior, just stop being that way. Yeah. We're saying, hey, let's get underneath that. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of what we do in Celebrate Recovery through that moral inventory, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. And and what's so cool is when I'm able to understand that, when I feel heard, when I feel like somebody's in there with me, when it's, I give myself the grace to think, man, I'm not insane for feeling like this. Yeah then I can start to see that resentment isn't something that I need to use. Mm. And it becomes a choice whether or not I continue to try and keep using resentment. Yeah. And so I can choose a different path Mm. instead.
0: Yeah. Cause I think to that point of just, it's not just about acting like nothing's there and just be happy. Stop being angry, be happy. It, that unresolved, uh, you could call it old unresolved anger. yeah. Uh, festers down there. Now it's manageable. it's it's quiet right now until I bump into someone. Oh yeah, in another conflict, then I have old anger with new anger. they've they disrespect me or whatever. Now I'm dealing with two levels, old and new. And now it becomes even worse, yeah, because I've not addressed this. I haven't honored that anger and what's underneath that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know the the expression the straw that broke the camel's back, you know, it's not because it's one little piece of straw that's yeah. breaking that back. It's because there's a bunch of bricks that are already on its back, too. yeah. and uh, we've we've got a mutual friend of ours that that told me once, you know, hey, any emotions uh, that we bury? are actually buried alive.
0: <laughs> That's such a visual, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, if you and I have a conflict, and, and we've had things we've had to work through the through the years because we're <laughs> brothers, yeah. right? I mean, families have conflict, and, and sometimes we're afraid of conflict, but it's a part of relationships. That's what Matthew 18 is all about. It's about relationships, not discipline. Yeah. Relationships, right? So let's talk about it. But if we don't resolve that, and then you and I are down the road, and I've kind of just shoved it down... Then you accidentally knock my pen off the table. Yeah. It's like it's not a big deal, but you knocked my pen off the table. And then I'm just like <laughs> pff, the volcano is like, wow, that's a that's a really big reaction for knocking a pen accidentally off your table. It's like, well, it's not really about the pen.
1: Yeah, it's about me pe- uh, keying your car beforehand. And yeah, sugar in your in. gas yeah. tank. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, you
0: know. exactly. like, why would you do that? By the way, Andy has never done that, and he's never done that to me. But appreciate yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, disclaimer there. Uh.
0: <laughs> but yeah, in our hearts, it's like, oh, man, even if it's not to the world, it's like that's not a big deal. I have to at least lean into it and say, no, it's a big deal to me, right? Yeah. To, to you, it may not have been hurtful. And even when we compared similar experiences, it's like, well, yeah, I know exactly what that feels. No, you don't. You don't know what that feels like. I need to get honest on my own terms of how that landed for my heart. Put it in a word so that I can respond in a healthy way as health healthy relationships do, right? Yeah. Um. And then, and then let God have that. It doesn't matter what others think of that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's so incredible what happens. And what's amazing about resentment, too, is that I don't even necessarily have to understand, organize, and communicate what I'm feeling to the person that offended me. Mm. In fact, sometimes that's not even possible. Yeah. They, they may be long gone. Yeah. Uh, or... You know, I, I think about your situation, and you've shared it before. But with with a family member of yours that their dysfunction impacted the rest of your family, right? And you saw that there was some things that you needed for to forgive in that, right? And I don't think you even met them before. No, nope,
0: never met them before. But yeah, it was my responsibility to organize that. I have to own that, even if I've been wronged greatly. Yeah. Sometimes we use that as a license not to deal with it. It's like, well, I have every right to be ticked off. It's like, well... It makes sense why you're ticked off, but yeah. you have a responsibility, Rodney. What you do with that, absolutely, because it's going to bleed over on your closest relationships, and so we have to be mindful of that. Andy, as we're winding down here, man, you got you've got someone listening, and they're man, they've got that resentment, the addiction <laughs> to resentment uh, for good reasons. So they've been wronged or hurt, offended against, um, and they've kind of bought into this narrative that. Like I have every right and I'm going to stay in this place. What do you say to that person that's kind of stuck in that, that recovery killer that we call resentment?
1: Yeah. If, if you're listening to this and you're thinking through somebody that you're resentful for and the idea of letting go of that resentment is just seems totally out of your mind. Uh, let me just encourage you. Our incredible God Created us to live in relationship with him Hmm. in such a way that we don't have to bear the burdens of this life. Right. And resentment is a huge burden. Hmm. It weighs us down. It's on our mind every waking moment. And it has a giant effect on the way that we interact with the people around us. Hmm. And that's not how God designed us to operate. And he wants so much more for us. It makes sense that you've been wounded. It makes sense that you're hurt. And I'm so sorry that that happened. Mm. But one thing I do know is that we have a Savior named Jesus who says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm. We don't have to keep managing those burdens on our own because we're not strong enough to do it.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's never never too late to start. Yeah. Or... To start over again, right? Amen. Well, great conversation, Andy. As always, I love I love this bantering with you. I get a lot out of it. I always kind of walk away with some nuggets for my own recovery. So, thanks <laughs> for your heart and wisdom. Um, you're you're a good man. Appreciate you.
1: Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for joining us today. We hope that this has been a beneficial uh, conversation for you. And hey, listen, if you are in that place. Um, where your serenity is being robbed by resentment. Or maybe it's gone to that level of just being a recovery killer. Uh, Jesus is in the business of bringing people back to life. And you don't have to do that alone. You don't have to stay in that dead space because of your resentment. Let's get into that space. Uh, and organize that pain so that we can experience healing and freedom the way Jesus intended. We'd love for you to join us on this road to recovery. Uh, you can go to our website fellowshipcr.org and get all the information you need. Come visit us at Fellowship Fable or Fellowship Rogers or maybe there's a group here locally that you'd like to take part in. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless you.